Well, good luck with that. Hello and welcome to I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse, the podcast all about animated movies not made by Disney. I'm your host, Octaviano Macias, and today is the official start of SpongeBob Muff. Now, what is SpongeBob Muff? Well, look, when SpongeBob first premiered, it was back in April, at least from my understanding. If I messed that up, then, oh well, this is already way too late into it, and I'm calling it SpongeBob Muff. Yeah, SpongeBob Muff. So I'll be talking about SpongeBob SquarePants movies. Uh, for the entirety of April. So, if you're not a fan of Spongebob, this is probably the time to say, okay, I'm out. But for the most part, I hope you stay and get to learn some new things, or just enjoy what I have to say about Spongebob. So, Spongebob. He's had three theatrical movies, and to make up for that fourth week, uh, I will be talking about Atlantis Square Pants, the episode that's also referred to as a TV movie, uh, we'll get more into it when we get to it next week because I'm going to do these in order. So first up would be naturally the Spongebob Squarepants movie. This was one that, sorry if you hear roosters. What the hell is that? Anyways, uh, so the Spongebob Squarepants movie, this released in 2004. It was fairly early into the show's life. I mean... To be fair, maybe not, because in 2004, the show was already five years old. And if we're completely honest, when it comes to shows made for kids, you're lucky if you live past three years. If even that, really. SpongeBob was a show that was very popular, and popular enough to warrant a theatrical movie. Now, is it a good one? That's where I'm pretty much going to come in and say yes. Spongebob is a very good animated movie. What is it about? So, the Spongebob Squarepants movie is kind of like a finale for the show. It starts off with Spongebob having dreams of running the Krusty Krab 2. Because as the movie starts, it's pretty much like, okay, the Krusty Krab is expanding to a second restaurant. Which is conveniently right next to the original restaurant. And... Of course, there needs to be a manager for this place. Spongebob believes he's got the shot because he's had so many Employee of the Month awards. In fact, this is one of those cases where it's like, yeah, the show, you know, the movie really could take place way after the show. Even after the years that they've been still making this show. Because according to the movie, uh, Spongebob's been Employee of the Month for like 374 consecutive months. And if you do your math, you know that that means he's been Employee of the Month for well over... 30 years at least so yeah because i think within the show um at least from what i remember it was consistently anywhere between two to maybe three years um that they would mention it so this is definitely years later in terms of how long it's been since he's been employee of the month so yeah he thinks that he deserves it and yeah you would assume that someone who gets that award that often would deserve it but it turns out that mr Krabs just sees him as a kid which is the main Thing with the movie is that Spongebob is considered to be a kid uh, and he's trying to prove his manliness by going on this quest because along the way shows recurring villain and of course the villain in this movie Plankton uh, who is the rival of Mr. Krabs and the restaurant and everything sets up a plan to get Mr. Krabs framed and murdered by the king of 
of um, pretty much the ocean. It's um, King Neptune, here played by Jeffrey Tambor and not um, the same actor that they had for the cartoon. And it's even a different design, which has further led to people's um, ideas of maybe this is years of the future because maybe it's the son of the one that we see on the show but I, I'm, I'm honestly not sure sure it, it sounds more like this was just done because of like legal issues with the movie because I know when it comes to shows going into theatrical movies it, it's a whole legal process and not a lot of people ever take, take that into account uh, and this is true for the movie because it would take years for them to include stuff from the movie into the show like there's a whole restaurant that Spongebob and Patrick go to called Goofy Goobers, that wasn't on the show for years, and that's because of legal issues, so, yeah, the movie um, has a different version of the, the King and Neptune, and pretty much what it is is that Plankton um, frames Mr. Krabs for stealing the crown. Now, is this a special crown? Not really, it's just a crown that sits on his head, but King Neptune is pretty much, or is it Poseidon? Shit, yeah, King Neptune. So, King Neptune is pretty much like, okay, you know, it covers my bald spot, and without that crown, I got a bald spot. So, that's the whole reason why he's so obsessed with it. So, the crown has been uh, kidnapped, crabs his frame for it, and Spongebob, even after losing out the promotion, getting drunk on ice cream, because there's a scene where Spongebob and Patrick are at at the Goofy Goobers place, and they're getting drunk off of ice cream, which is hilarious, decides, okay, look, I'm gonna hop out Mr. Krabs and prove I'm a man by going on this quest to retrieve the crown, and that's the whole thrust of the story. Scarlett Johansson is in this as Mindy, and it's a little weird hearing Scarlett Johansson, not because she does bad in this movie, she's fine, I mean, it's not a very great character, but then again, it's the whole thing is supposed to be, like, a, a supportive, like, it's almost like a parody when, when you look at it. This whole movie plays kind of like a Hollywood movie, but there's, there's a lot of, you know, like, parody feelings towards how it's all done, because you got, um, you got the whole plot where, you know, Spongebob is trying to rescue a crown, uh, he's trying to prove that he's not a kid. It's, you know, very much like a formulaic Hollywood movie. And Mindy is, like, the person who's always supporting the main characters. Not a very fun, funny or well-done joke, but, you know, you get the, the sense that that's what she's supposed to be there for. But, yeah, it's weird to hear Scarlett Johansson in this because, and I, and I mean this with no disrespect, I, you know, I really do enjoy Scarlett Johansson in a lot of other movies. Um, honestly, you don't need me to tell you, you know, how, how beautiful she is as, as an actress and, you know, how much of a great, you know, you know, voice that she has, but it's like, you know, hearing her here and then hearing her and something more recent, you can tell the difference. Like, it's like hearing a kid to an adult woman. And I hope that doesn't sound any, in any way disrespectful. I, I do apologize if it does, but that's kind of how it comes off as like, wow, that's Okay, I can tell that's Scarlett Johansson, but at the same time, she sounds so young compared to now that everyone is more well of who she is because of the Avengers movies. Um, it's 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 weird, you know. It's it's like you know hearing an actor before they actually hit it big and knowing like yeah, this is who that is, but I can't believe that that's them. So yeah, I I hope that that didn't come off disrespectful, but I I, I mean that sincerely, you know, you know she's fine in this. It's just. It's unusual hearing someone that you wouldn't expect to be in this be here um, years before 
you know, they became like one of the biggest stars in the world. But either, even then, you know, think about celebrities and there's like, there's a few of them in here, but it's done pretty well. And for the most part, sorry, is the light flashing a bit? It feels like it is. Anyways, um, it's a little weird because you get it like Alec Baldwin in this and eventually even, okay, I lost the light. I hope you guys are fine with that. Um, anyways, Alec Baldwin, he's in this movie, and for the most part, it's like, you know, again, it's one of those things like, well, he's kind of playing it up, and, and like, the voice in a way that, you know, you can tell it's him, but it's like, it feels like an actual performance, and then the only other celebrity that you really get, as far as I can think of, in this is David Hasselhoff in a cameo, and I'll get to that when I get to it, and it's like, it feels so weird watching a movie that has... You know, celebrity voices, but they're mostly in the background when it comes to this. Because even with a lot of other um, movies based on shows, like this, like whether it's like the Rugrats or, or um, The Simpsons, you usually, usually have um, celebrities uh, front and center to, to a much greater degree. Um, though maybe not the examples I use with The Simpsons or Rugrats. Rugrats, yes, in terms of the, the sequel, actually had like Susan Sarandon as the main villain. But with this movie, it's like, all the celebrities are pretty much, like, the supporting characters. You have Jeffrey Tambor, who, as it is, is kind of a regular for voice acting anyways, to an extent. Yeah, I would say he's kind of a regular. I mean, I've seen him in quite a few things. But again, it's, like, a minor role. Like, yeah, it is an important part part to what gets this whole story going. But it's done in a way where it's like, yeah, but he's, you know, and only in there for, like, a few minutes. Same thing with Scarlett Johansson. Uh... Alec Baldwin, he's just um, the henchman that Plankton hires to take care of Spongebob. I'm sorry if it's too dark, but, you know, I can't do anything with that, with that light. And then David Hasselhoff is, again, a cameo. So it's like, most of the time, you're just following voice actors doing their thing, and it's it's great. It's honestly just a lot of fun, and, you know, it, this has, like, the typical Spongebob humor that you would expect. The animation is definitely a step up from the show. I would say that the coloring is probably where the animation is at its weakest. Like, you could still tell that this has more of a movie production value in it, because there's more shadowing with the characters, but it still feels like the colors are a little bit more flat than you would find in these. But then again, it, it's maybe because they're underwater for a lot of it, uh, because you could even notice that when it comes to the water, they have more um, more effects to that. Like, you see more reflection on certain pieces of floor showcasing, like, yeah, this is the sea floor. But yeah, for the most part, the coloring is where I think it's a little more flat. The movement on the characters is very fluid. The expressions they give are, is great. So, you know, for the most part, it is a really well-done animated feature. And yeah, like, the movie is pretty much um, a big budget SpongeBob episode, and for the most part, it works. Um, if there is any drawback to it uh, beyond the animation, not looking too top notch, uh, but again, it's still fine. Um, is that in a way like like I said earlier, it, it kind of feels like a like a almost uh, a parody of like the Hollywood you know, formula and whatnot. But at times it feels like it's just doing it to the point that it feels almost like it was forced to be this um, Hollywood movie. And that's kind of where it loses me a bit. It's not enough to make the movie bad. It's, like I said, it's a really good movie. It's definitely one that I'm like, 
this is better than some of the movies that we've gotten in recent years, and I'm not just talking about the animated ones. I'm talking about some of the ones that have even gotten Oscar nominations. <laughs> um, I'm not going to further elaborate on that, but point, point being is that at times, yeah, it feels like it's a little too formulaic. Like, the whole thing with Spongebob being a kid is like, okay, it's a funny enough idea, but it's presented just serious enough where I'm like, I'm not sure if it's entirely a joke. They might be falling for that that trap and actually may, maybe doing it um, more straight than it kind of feels like. Like, some stuff in this is clearly meant to be a joke on, you know, like, the kind of stuff, like, the whole journey being for a crown feels definitely like a, a weird joke because normally when it comes to you know, these journeys for, like, important things. It's, like, important treasures or stuff that, you know, with actual value. And in this case, its only value is it covers a bald spot. So it makes you say, like, well, why doesn't the king just make a new crown? Why is this so important? But the reason it's important is because then we wouldn't have a story. So it's kind of like, okay, that's kind of funny. But, yeah, like, a lot of this movie feels a bit too formulaic. And it does kind of bring it down a bit. Um... Because at times, definitely the movie shines as a very weird Spongebob-esque comedy. But at times it just feels like your usual animated feature or family film from 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 uh, Hollywood. So it's just, I don't know, I, I guess letdown would be the right word. But I don't know, point being is just that it, it, it doesn't work as well as it should and that's kind of an issue because you want this to feel like a spongebob movie i mean of course it's the spongebob movie there's also musical numbers in this and for the most part they're actually fun uh like the the, the song where spongebob and patrick are singing about being men of course the goofy goober rock song which a lot of people are you know probably you know have loved and it's like a throwback to like old music videos um and you know i love that that's the way that this whole thing is solved just by a whole musical number and it's just like sure whatever but yeah a lot of it is definitely more formulaic than it should be not enough to ruin the movie of course but it is there enough where it's like what should feel like a home run and a perfect movie for this character feels a bit off at least i feel i, I don't know i know that a lot of people consider this one to be the best one of the movies that they've made, I would honestly argue, and this is something that I'll probably get back to on on when I talk about it, uh, I would honestly argue that the second theatrical movie, Sp Sponge Out of Water, is the better one, but then again, re-watching this, it, it did make me appreciate a lot of it more than I had when I initially watched it, so maybe my feelings have changed, but... I don't know, based on how I'm feeling, based on how I'm remembering Sponge of Water, which is one that I've seen more recently, um, but I will be re-watching it when I get to that episode. This one definitely feels like it's the weaker one of the two, but it's still a, a very satisfying movie. I mean, the David Hasselhoff cameo is probably one of my favorite cameos of all time, definitely a top 10 one, where it's just like, okay, so SpongeBob and Patrick ruined the one way to get home. It's like a, a, a bag of air, which is, uh, I believe from Homer's Odyssey. I know it's, you know, from Greek, you know, like, you know, it's, it's like a classic tale and whatnot, but yeah, I believe it's Homer's Odyssey that it's from, I don't know, or the Odyssey. Um, but point is that, you know, it's like a bag of air and Patrick, you know, 
unleashes it and it's like, well, you just lost the thing that, that you've already been building up as like the get get home quick um, thing. So here comes David Hasselhoff as his character from Baywatch pretty much to save the day. And it, it's just an hilarious segment. This is also where it kind of feels like, yeah, it's a bit much because they also have like one final confrontation with uh, the Alec Baldwin um, character. I mean, it's kind of cool because it's like, hey, look, we got a serial killer or pirate killer, whatever, bounty hunter pretty much, um, here to you know try to kill SpongeBob and Patrick. So that's kind of cool, but at the same time, I don't know, it feels like that, that could have been trimmed off. And it's still just a great way to, you know, build up tension to the to the ending of the movie because you have, like, you know, David Asoff swimming over to Bikini Bottom. Um, they even made, like, an actual animatronic um, thing to film on just to fully get the effect. Which, by the way, in terms of how this movie works when it comes to, like, the Roger Rabbit feeling, because they, of course, interact with the live action, it's fine. It's not great um but it works for what it's trying to do i do love that you have this you know like sea monster villain and that's one of the things that i do really love about this movie is that there's constantly like different threats to give you the idea that yes this is an adventure road trip movie there's like this giants as they call it cyclops but it's really just a guy like in an old scuba gear um suit like you know he's got like the the helmet with like the one hole and that's why they call it the the, the Cyclops and he's just like this guy from like a, a trinket shop like it's a, it's a gift shop called Shell City which has like a bunch of these fishes that he collects um, to sell but it's funny because he doesn't even take off the suit even when he's at work right there it's just like you know you're just hearing this monster go do 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 as he's doing his stuff and it's like sure why not but yeah I, I, don't, I don't know I don't know if I have much else to say because this is a fairly simple movie. I mean, for the most part, you know, if you like SpongeBob, you're going to enjoy this movie. If you're not a fan of SpongeBob, you might walk away enjoying this. It is a funny movie, and it is a fairly decent enough story when it comes to, you know, it being played straight. When it's, you know, more wacky, that's where the movie really shines. So, I don't know. I think it could work for for new rev newer viewers. As long as you keep in mind that this is meant to be a comedy. It's got a lot of great jokes. Like, of course, there's, like, the whole thing where Mr. Krabs is getting ready to charge, like, uh, a Krabby Patty for, like, $100 or something like that. Like I said, there's, like, the whole drunk SpongeBob thing. SpongeBob and Patrick have a lot of great fun together, even though, you know, that, that's kind of one of those things where it kind of falls under, like, is this supposed to be more of a mock on the Hollywood formula? Is this just them playing it straight because... Um, Patrick is a character on the show and he's SpongeBob's best friend because he goes along with the adventure and it's like you know not that I want to say it's completely useless but it's one of those things where it's like you know Patrick really has no stakes in this other than just um, if he fails with SpongeBob then um, SpongeBob um, well one uh, Bikini Bottom is ruined because Plankton's um, mind controls pretty much everyone in Bikini Bottom but also just I mean that's really really about it I mean they also try to build up that he's also kind of childish but again there's not really stakes and not, not, not that every character needs their own personal stakes when it comes to movies but it's one of those things where it's like you know we're so used to seeing um, characters you know like especially if they're that important to the movie having some say and not just being there just because. And it feels like Patrick's really just there just to 
give SpongeBob someone to talk to. Uh, again, maybe it was meant to be a joke on, you know, just like how useless some sidekicks can be when it comes to um, storytelling, but it really just comes off as them playing that kind of thing straight rather than actually make a comment of, out of it. So, I don't know. That's how it is, but, you know, it's still funny. I mean, Patrick is still a great character. SpongeBob is great. And, yeah, I mean, I, I had a lot of fun. I mean, even back when I first saw it, I did have my iffiness on it, like stuff that I didn't really like, um, that I feel has improved um, now. Like, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Goofy Goober Rock solution because I was like, that doesn't make sense. Why are they solving this with a song? Nowadays, my mindset is, because they fucking can't, who gives a shit? And it's just much better that way. It's funny. Um, but yeah, it's a very funny movie. I definitely enjoy it now more than I did when I was a kid, even though I do have some similar issues with it. Just feeling like, with some just feeling like it's too much like a Hollywood formula movie. But for what it's worth, it still feels like a SpongeBob movie at the end of the day. And that's where the movie really shines. So, can't complain too much about it, but at the same time, the complaints are there, and it does hold the movie back from being perfect. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's all I really got to say. So, thank you for listening. This has been Octaviano Macias, host of I Can't Believe It's Not the Mouse. If you enjoyed this, please consider subscribing. It's, you know, if you're watching this on YouTube, you'll automatically see the subscribe button if you're not go to my youtube you'll easily find it and if you want to support me even more patreon is always an option just go to patreon.com slash you'll find me right away you know anything helps whether it's a dollar whether it's more um as long as it helps me make these videos i'm grateful so yeah thank you for listening and i'll see you next time when we talk about spongebob Atlantis Square Pantis. Oh my gosh, Patrick, you have a mustache! So do you! Oh.